halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia. Hi, I'm Jenny Terre, and this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. This is so sad. I almost forgot the name of the podcast, which is why it's a podcast about my eminent dementia, mm. which is fitting because it's a podcast also, about the new middle age. Eminent dementia yes. is a really great, uh, like, like uh, heavy metal, like slash metal Something it like is. that, a uh, band name. <laughs> 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 yeah. so I don't know how they do that to their throats and sustain uh, it. <laughs> I don't know. Shantae. Uh, it has just a hurt me of... just to do it that one time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that was real commitment, Camilo. <laughs> it was. You That's... ruined for the rest of the, the broadcast. I, I know. No you need to get some throat coat stat. Let me coat, um, let me coat my throat with some of this grape juice from Trader. I don't know. Clinton. Maybe those guys have amazing vocal teachers. It's like, hey, Lenny, we need to go over your your scales again. <laughs> I I'm just saying. I I have to give a shout out. Speaking of like music randomly, but I have to give a shout out to. Uh, our old co-worker, uh, Peter Graves, remember my doppelganger, according to the Asians at the embassy, uh-huh. my co-worker with the shaved head. And I also had the shaved head for a while. Yeah. And you both have sharp Same people's names. Oh. Are you yeah, seriously. Pete? You no, because I want to, I want to shout him out because, um, although I think he's got another artist name, but just out of the blue, he just released this kind of melancholy country altish record that he recorded. Wow. So was he a musician back then or did you know he was? No, I mean, I know he's creative. Yeah. After listening, after we mentioned him on this podcast, he'll his numbers. But yeah, exactly. It's just like Oprah's book club. uh, Yeah, exactly. You're on. Boom. You're made. Yeah. It's the Mm -hmm. halfway there record club. Um, Yeah. We just need to start giving away cars. You get it. (laughs) (laughs) To probably shout him out. The album is called Dead Friends. And he's going under Edwin Clarence Graves. Edwin Clarence Ooh. Graves is his artistic alter ego, nom de, nom de record. Sounds very yeah. Victorian nom de music. or something, or Edwardian, or, yeah. Yeah. So after Listeners, you if you want us to shout out your uh, projects, first you're going to have to email us. It's I'm getting lonely in our inbox. Yeah. What's that? Our box is lonely. Is that what you're saying, Jen? Yeah. Oh, oh, what's your, your box has been empty? Your box has been empty for a while. Is that what I'm saying? The inbox perverts, <laughs> not well, my box. Oh, so you mean the outbox is getting a lot of action? Is that what's uh, is that what I'm hearing? No comment. <laughs> you're gonna have to join my OnlyFans for that kind of information. <laughs> um, how was everybody's week? Oh my god, ridiculous. Do you do you consider the week okay, so the week like that ended today, not the work week that starts today? 
I mean, like since the last time we recorded, which was roughly a week ago. How okay. is everyone? <laughs> I knew what you mentioned. Yeah, I, like I thought that I was knew. A fighting response. <laughs> yeah, I feel like slightly slapped down from my obnoxious comment. Yes, <laughs> I'm fighting kind of fire with ice. I don't know. It's a good week. Can't complain. Um, I got you know I got that loan I told you about, which will be nice. I can lower my interest on a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this morning I video chatted with my dad. Oh, that's nice. Wow. I haven't spoken to him in ages. I mean, we've exchanged How long of emails. Ages? Like spoken, spoken. Jim and I like uh, were in Spain in 2017, I think it was. <laughs> oh, that's spoken. We have exchanged a number of emails since then, since then, but just emails. Was it nice to video chat? It was nice. He's um, in his dotage. He's becoming a little bit more sentimental. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to hear him say things like, I really turned my back on Chile when I was younger. I just, I was, you know, he, he didn't exactly use these words, but, but that, you know, he was mad at, he thought it was a backward place, et cetera, et cetera. And now he kind of regrets having t- cut off almost all ties. Interesting. Um, wait, 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 wait. So is, is, is he's Spanish by way of Chile? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He grew up in Chile. Yeah, I think I remember. And he had a tough, he had a very tough youth. Yeah. So, you know, his, his dad was a tyrant and a womanizer. His mom was hysterical, but probably because her husband was a tyrant and a womanizer. Did he live in hysterical Santiago? Hysterical and what you would call hysterical at the time. Just very high strung. Yes. Yeah. He did live in Oh, Santiago. he lived in Santiago. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, all interesting. You were just like yelling at me to sing that. Did he leave before or after Allende, Camilo? He left before, but he left to, he got a, I think it was a scholarship to study at, um, the Brooklyn, what's the Brooklyn design school called? I'm blanking. Pratt. Pratt, yes. Okay. So he studied design and he actually was a graphic designer for a while before, um, full circle, before he he turned fully to art. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing his art. Are you showing me like, I don't know, something from like a gallery opening or something? And I was like, wow, like Milo's dad is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chile, Spain. But it wasn't the Allende thing didn't really happen until he and my mom went to Chile and lived there for a bit. And that's when right. things started to get really messy. Mm-hmm. And then they friends, had to leave suddenly or like Yeah, they left. They they left fairly suddenly. So my were dad's, they in Chile? My dad's brother Juan Carlos, he got arrested and he got questioned. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he was like, You guys need to because my mom was pregnant. Question like, by can't have is a child this when- now. Pinochet took over? Yes. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So liberal artist types were uh, in danger. They were being brought in and disappeared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, There's a crazy my... picture of my dad with Pinochet. Which oh, well. <laughs> is like... Yeah, That's like up. exactly Is it like the hands. Trump, like Kim Jong-un photo? It's just him shaking hands because he was working for the American embassy there and... Hey what man, you got to somebody's got to do United Fruits work. So uh wow. it's so fucking rough. Like when Americans think about 
I don't think people realize like kind of the mischievous shit we've been involved in in other countries. Yeah. I think in Chile, what they wanted was ore. I, I don't I don't see Chile as a bread basket of any kind. Like you got the kind of iron, gold, I gold. Oh, they have huge copper reserves. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but also they there was some United Fruit was was also very because uh, Chile does produce a tremendous amount of produce and they were really? very upset with Allende. Um, and they didn't like the prospect of a socialist government. So they they were instrumental in backing that coup. I think we can all agree that United Fruit was a bad actor overall. I know. Yeah. If they could send some decent produce to Barbados, I'd be willing to <laughs> a lot. Um, I'm sorry, but it's really hard down here, yo. Yeah. Like, what kind of fruit I, is there? Is there like readily available? Coconuts. Coconuts. Coconuts are yummy. Is coconut fruit bananas? I I'm not sure. It's a nut. It's a nut, right? It's a it's a what is it? No, that is that. Do you get um I don't trust words anymore just because in it. So mangoes, coconut, and banana, those are pretty those are pretty good fruits. Yeah, yeah they're it? all right, but it's like every time like I went to have like I, I ordered a mimosa at a place called Mimosa. There's no real orange juice in Barbados. Like, there is, but it's extremely expensive. Yeah. And when you ask for orange juice, you are going to get some like tang like monstrosity. That's yeah. just Jubilee. Jubilee, yeah. if you want to sponsor it, we're yeah. open to a partnership. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's I don't know when what Jubilee is. Your family Jubilee comes <laughs> to visit. You're going to have to tell them to smuggle some oranges in. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of a long list of things that they can smuggle for me. You guys. Oh, God. listen, it's like that's how people make money here. Like you guys know those like Chinese online, cheap, fast fashion retailers like yeah. and stuff like that. People will go to New York or at wherever they are in the United States, order a bunch of this stuff. You know, everything's like $2 online. You know, bring it back in their suitcase and everything is marked up to like, you know, a hundred bucks here. Like, and they make a killing. They have whole stores and it's just Shein crap. You know, it's a way to make money. I was a victim of this. I was a victim of one of these people. Yeah. I was at I was trying to get stuff at the Peng, Penguin outlet store in um, in this like mega outlet mall in South Florida that's mostly frequented by Latin Americans who are doing precisely this. And I was literally running right like me and this woman were like racing because she was grabbing everything in every size, m- multiple units. And I'm like, I'm not, I got to take down this bitch like. I got to block shit. Like I got to, I can't let her take everything. She was taking everything. Well, did you want to so, take everything or did, did you know? I, yeah. I just wanted to find like, you know, some cute stuff in medium, you know, in medium is. Oh, okay. So size. it was, you had your own interest at yes. heart. It wasn't that you felt what she was doing was wrong. No, you no, just, it's wrong. It's you wrong were, because you she were was, pissed that she was, she was making your clothes choices uh limited yeah okay how did you take her down i just i just was more i was uh 
More so live. you quickly sprinted I, from I was store more to fleet. store. I was more fleet afoot. It was just a penguin store. Oh right. Okay. I, was interested oh, in. I forgot what penguin was, and then all of a sudden I realized what penguin was. Yeah. Okay. Did like you know that you were doing this kind of stuff? No, it's like vaguely 50s, 60s, like running. Yeah, no, I remember because I have a, I have a penguin, I have a like retro bikini with a little mm-hmm. it that was penguin because I had yes, a little yes. on it. And I Adorable. was like, oh, it's penguin. And it, they also make things fit better generally than your average. Yeah, yeah. It's like market store. Scale, like, like, but yeah, so she probably went down to freaking Argentina and sold that shit for oh. a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. I love when people, including myself, have random competitions with complete strangers. Yeah. That in the moment, it's like when it's as simple as something at, um, like a grocery store line when you're both approaching it at the same time. And or at you a stoplight. What's and that? Someone is, or like at a stoplight and someone's like speeding ahead of you and they're like, yeah leaving you in the dust and you're like well f you like i i've got some power in my little suzuki too yeah you're like me in the dust i'll endanger my life bitch yeah Yeah, exactly pro tip pro tip never shoot out after a light turns green because that's when you're most likely to get t-boned by somebody who's running the red light yeah yes let them go first Uh uh-huh let them take the People hit. drive like, like, I'm sorry. I'm saying a lot of things today, but um, yeah, people drive kind of, it's like, yeah, be careful. There's, yeah. there was an article, there have been many articles in the failing New York Times about the increase in the huge amount of traffic accidents post pandemic. Really? Like, yeah. Among the many things that are happening is that there's been a huge increase in car accidents. Because people have lost their minds. Oh, okay. Just craziness. Yeah. Maybe now with the exorbitant gas prices, people are slowing down. I thought like everybody's like reflexes are dulled because they're COVID and they're like, you know, they can't. (laughs) And loss of practice. Maybe loss of practice. I don't know. Maybe loss of practice as well. But maybe just like, I'm COVID. Yeah. I've got COVID COVID. or... I'm so angry at my family. I've had to be indoors with them for like nine months. It's like, a, yeah. it's yeah, the social fabric's not in good, good shape. I have a, I have a quick anecdote to tell you guys. So yesterday I was walking my dog. We live on campus in campus housing and it was, it's called the end of the world. It's really like the quad. And yesterday was like a big party day because it's warm and it's also St. Patrick's day weekend. I thought you were, I literally thought you were saying because it's war. Well, <laughs> like, that too. It's yes. A, they're celebrating of, war. Yes. It's an end of the world party. No. That makes the, sense. Well. Okay. Sorry. No, it's the you. area is called the end of the world because it looks out into these like hills. It's very pretty. And, um, it's where Donna Tart like wrote her book, The Secret History and all that. You know, there are all these myths about it. But anyway, so I'm walking by this dorm and all these kids are gathered outside, dirty little urchins. And I noticed I'm that. This, for bread. Oh, lady. Yeah. They're like, oh, we didn't get to the dining hall, miss. Can I get some of your dog's treats? So, okay, I'm walking the dog and I noticed that there's 
a kid is climbing up this tree, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. So he climbs halfway up and then he climbs. You guys, this tree is tall, but its branches are rather thin. It's not that sturdy. So then he climbs up practically to the top of it. It's about 20 feet from the ground. Enough that if he fell, that would be the end of his young life, the end of his young life as a person who can climb trees and the end of his a young life as a person who can speak, you know? And so I called. You, the, you started with dead. Yes. <laughs> you started with dead and then you got like progressively less severe. So that's really effing with my brain, but go well, ahead. I think the first I one and the third this... one kind of align. Like you, yes, if you're dead, you won't be able to speak or do the <laughs> other thing, whatever it was. You, that's what came to me in the moment. But you don't think, okay. you think no branches would have slowed down this fall? Because I have a, a news story I heard about that. I well, say. part of what's happening in the Northeast and part of my concern is that the, there's all these articles and you can actually see evidence of it about how the trees in the Northeast are changing because of climate change. They're yes. becoming much more um, fragile, actually, like they're breaking apart. They're brittle. They're brittle. The There's because of the increased humidity and wetness. And then especially in the winter in the Northeast, if it fr there's freezing, you know, after this humidity, they're it, they're breaking apart and their roots actually don't go down quite that deep enough here. So there's all of this concern that the, the forests in the Northeast are very sick. So knowing that and knowing it had rained, you know, I'm watching him go up. I call our safety office and they didn't have an officer available to come and get him out of the tree. And so I'm and like, he wasn't Fuck stuck it. in the tree. He was just hanging out in the tree. He was like going further and further and further up. And wait, wait, all... hold on, hold on. Was this yeah. person or creature like one and a half feet long, cute and furry with a long tail? Going, no, this was a, Normally you a, call the fire department. Exactly. It was a dirty boy. Um, <laughs> And he, so I'm like doing an internal calculation. Should I bother? You know, I'm, it's my, what it's like, I have one more day off. This is it. Do I care if this kid paralyzes himself, you know, making all those calculations before I decide to enter the fray. And then I, the, my conscience gets the better of me and I proceed to yell at him to come down, even though all of these idiots are cheering him on to go to the top of the tree and this other kid says some really smart remark to me, to which I respond, I'm old and I don't care anymore what you say or what you think. And That's for you, Granny. <laughs> I was total Granny mode. I was like, I've seen a lot of tragedy in my life, which I haven't seen that much, but I've seen some. And I was like, because Shantane was was uh, the personal care attendant for a guy who broke his neck at 16 and was in a wheelchair for the rest of his okay. life. And so I had to haggle with him for, you know, probably five minutes with all of this crowd. It was interesting. It was kind of anxiety provoking, you know, like yeah. when you're watching these crowd of people watch you, you know, kind of in a way, like stop somebody's good time. Which honestly, yeah. if he'd yeah. just gone to the middle of the tree, kids, oh. you know, it's like I. I 
I remember this sort of idiotic kid. It's just a kid. I, I was just never that kid. I did. I stop. know. I broke rules, but I never, never to the detriment of my own safety. I have a very strong, like, sense of self-preservation. But I remember those types of kids. I really, yeah. <laughs> like you know I just never was that kid but I it sometimes it takes like a, a, a granny to break up the, the fray of stupid you know and it's such an interesting dance because part of you yeah. is like they are adults many of these pe- many of these the people here Early. are legally the students are legally adults you know they're 18 but plus, not really but they're not yeah. really they're so not, I really, really debated with myself yeah. whether or not I should be basically a representative of the nanny state, you know, for all intents and purposes. But ultimately, I decided I, f- I finally got him down off the out of the tree. So, so would you say that brought him down? <laughs> I just was like, you're an I'm idiot. Imagining you're a scene from a movie. And you're I mean, star. I was I was like, get the I was like, get the hell down. Get the fuck down. I was like, you you. You know, I was like, I just was like, this is this, that tree is not that strong. These trees aren't these that strong after these storms. See, see, let me kick it. And then you started kicking the tree. See, it's not. And it's and like, he falls down and, like and breaks his neck. Yeah, <laughs> and then exactly. you're like, I told you. And I like, said, I, I exactly. No, you know, it was funny in like true middle aged fashion. I was like, there was an article in the New York Times <laughs> about I'm New York Times. <laughs> Did you tell them all to listen to our podcast, by the way? By the way, I'm going once to. Once the whole I'm thing gonna, is done. Like, I'm going to tell them all that I recounted this. Of, yes, I'm not kidding, though. I'm like, get the hell down. Get that's fucking stupid. These trees are not that strong. Climate change. I just read about this in the New York Times. I mean, I literally, that's basically how it went. And is that and, and, and writing this movie? And it's this is the opening scene. I don't know where it's going after this, but it's gonna be so good. So good. I have an anecdote to share where I got kind of like granny on somebody. Yeah. It's our granny segment. Okay. Can I just say really quickly that? You should have said you saw it on Reddit, not the New York Times. That might have gotten him I know. Down I should have. I yeah. saw it on a, the, no. a Reddit thread, uh, Am I the Asshole? And it yes, was an Insta reel. <laughs> yes. Am I the <laughs> Asshole? So good. Anyway, go ahead, Kim. Okay, you guys. So I have been a complete hermit. Like, I have a couple of people that I see here in Barbados, like, uh, they're mostly people that are just like there when I go to the grocery store and, you know. So you mean the checkout clerk? Is this who we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. The checkout clerk, clerk is in my pod and like, <laughs> right. So there's this local and listen, I, I've said a lot of things. I've like bad mouthed the produce situation here. I, I, I'll, I'll just be mindful about the things I'm saying. I like, these are my opinion only. This disclaimer, do not they do not represent like, you know, Barbados as a whole, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so this guy that I was like hanging out with, the guy you see at a bar and, you know, he's fun to talk to, but he has been, he's been trying. You know, let's put it that way, right? He's thirsty. Oh, God, you guys, the story is actually, okay. So let me, basically, I was going last weekend or two weekends ago, I was going through this 
part of the, the, the neighborhood. It's called the Gap. It's very touristy. And I was going to dinner by myself. I see this guy because you can't go anywhere here without seeing everybody that you've ever seen here. And he's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, God. And he's like, hey, going, girl. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to dinner. He's like, hey, girl. And I'm like, OK, um, I'm like, do you, do you want to come? And like I did. I invited him. I invited him. He's like, yeah. And then, and then OK, we get to the restaurant. He's like, hey, girl, it's my birthday. And I'm like, oh, it's your birthday. How fucking convenient. Like, million dollars <laughs> here. And now I'm obligated to buy your meal. I'm like, oh, well, dinner is on me. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, great. Yes, you know, yeah, man. Um, I'm making him the most stereotypical, like, general Caribbean accent. I'm so sorry, everybody. Well, of all of us. I'm trying to commit a hate out. crime right now. It's just <laughs> that. I just you should have been like, it's, it's your birthday, yeah, so what's the date? I, yeah, it should have. <laughs> okay, so, so you guys, like, we're sitting uh, March, there, April. We're sitting um, during, during his birthday dinner, right, that he's, you know, you know, invited himself, but, like, but not, like, got me to invite him, and he's, you know, I see him eyeing the, mo- like, prime rib, $120, and I, and I gave him a death look from fucking hell. <laughs> Don't you even motherfucking like, are you fucking shitting me? He's like, oh, what do you want to get, gal? I'm like, uh, something vegetarian. And I'm looking at him like, so you just move, keep your finger moving past the prime rib, motherfucker. Okay. That's not how shit's going down. So as he, you know, he, he gets like the, you know, patch of the day. Right. And he's like, oh, sit by me, gal. And I'm like, mm, you know, he's like, he's like, I said, you you mentioned earlier because uh, I was walking and I got in the car with him and I made him put on a mask and, you know, roll down the windows. And he's just all like rolling his eyes. And I, we get there and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm hungover from the night before because he was partying for his quote unquote birthday. Right. Mm. And like, you know, two minutes in, he's like, <clears throat> I'm like, is that, is that a cough? That a cop, let's we'll call him Hamilton. So that's actually very common, like Caribbean name. Uh, Hamilton, was that was that a cough? <coughs> oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, girl, I, I guess it was. I, 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 I hung, I, I, I hung over from you know with me friends and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, you're hungover. And I'm like, well, but you cough. You just cough twice, and and like he's like sit by me, and I'm like, you feel really warm, and he's like, no, no, just hungover. Okay, and then we're sitting outside in Barbados, right? Like it's it's the tropics, you guys. He starts blowing on his hands, and he's like, is it cold out here? And I'm like. No, Hamilton, it absolutely is not fucking cold out here. And I'm like, okay, so I get up, I move away from the loungy area and I like, you know, three feet away. And I'm like, I'm a little concerned. You seem to be exhibiting like common signs of and symptoms of COVID. And he's like, no, 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 COVID, no, no, no. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you seem like, you know, you could maybe have COVID. You were out. I know you guys party the way I know how you Asians do. No, it's just a hangover, girl. It's just a hangover, gal. And I, okay, so flash forward, whatever. I've paid for this dinner. It's like $300. It's so fucking expensive. Oh, my, oh my God. God. He, he, didn't, he didn't thank me. Um, oh. And... And he's like, 
these symptoms kind of roll out during the course of the dinner. And he's like, you need a ride? I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, let me give you a hug. And I'm like, no. I'm like, go get tested, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck. So turns out, guess what? He has COVID. He has COVID. And then I'm like, F this, right? But I get tested. Thank goodness I don't have COVID, right? I, I isolated. I waited four days, right? He went to quarantine. So I just like two days ago, I get to this place that I've seen him at before. He's busted out of quarantine. He's like, I'm out of quarantine. Yeah, look, here's my papers. And I'm like, okay, so then we're talking. And I'm like, that must have been really hard for you to be all cooped up. And he's like, well, yeah, it was, you know, but, and he proceeds to tell me that he went to the grocery store multiple times with COVID while he was supposed to be in quarantine. And I fucking lost it on him. I'm like, you are a sociopath. You tried everything in your power to give me COVID at that dinner that you made me pay for when it wasn't even your motherfucking birthday, I'm sure. And then you got COVID like a dumbass. And then you were placed in quarantine that any responsible person would be like, okay, I'm going to stay in quarantine because I don't want to give other people COVID. And you went to the damn grocery store. He works for the major grocery store chain here, which delivers, which I'm sure he could get free delivery, but he did it anyway. And I said, you're, you're, you're a bad person. I like literally called him a bad person. And Jen, I was like, I like aged you know, 15, 20 years of this conversation. <laughs> and he's looking at me and he's just looking at me like a puppy who's been kicked. And he's just like, I just want, I just want you to not think that I'm a horrible person. And I'm like, no, I think you're pretty, I think you're a bad person. I think you're a bad, but I'm not a bad, no, God, I'm not a bad person. I'm like, no, I think you're, I think you're a terrible person. Also, it's my birthday. It's my birthday <laughs> now. Let's, so, let's go have a drink and forget about it. That is the last time I talked to them. Like, I actually can't talk to you. Like, I can't talk to people like you. I think you're a terrible person. And um, this is why we're having the problems we're having still on this island. And I left. But well, he yeah. is definitely going to love you now for yeah, sure. He's obsessed because now. he's going to be obsessed. Yeah, because you've wholly rejected him. Yeah. Oh, and God, he's so rejected. Ugh. In thirty years, stuff will be different. How different? We don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. Well, this lines up perfectly with my segment. Awesome. Oh, good called it's an essay called the death of intimacy i read it oh yay yeah. kim gets a gold star camilo i think that's pretty usual i did i read it on the highway on the way back oh you did okay yeah. what did While you driving so you this... yeah yeah of course <laughs> no. don't you do that like i mean it's hands-free like my phone is attached to the steering wheel so i don't have to like um i do have to scroll to read while i'm driving but it's okay. Wait, have you read it while you were driving? How do you know? <laughs> I was the passenger. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. nice. I'm kidding because so I was calling. Yeah. I, can I, can I ask before you start, like, is this the future? Yeah. Oh, I guess it's sort of the future of sex. It's a little bit like what the kids right. are up to slash the future. What are the future kids up to? Okay. Gotcha. So okay. you're basically so telling me that my homework is to compose a whole other intro track. <laughs> 
for this melded yeah. What category. are the cool kids up to in the future? <laughs> what will they be? What are the eating? future kids up to? What <laughs> exactly. are my future kids up to? Oh, that's good. That's catchy. <laughs> so this is an article in Unheard, which seems to be somewhat of a like, kind of like Vox for the heterodox by a woman named Kat Rosenfeld. And I okay. thought it was really beautifully written and uh, okay. pretty interesting. Who are the What's heterodox? That? Heterodox? Yes. What like does doc- it mean? Doctors that are hetero? Heterodox means thinking outside the, I think, the um, mainstream framework, accepted narratives. Okay. I can look it up. Like the opposite fact. of orthodoxy. Yeah, Kim, that, that makes sense. I um okay. There's no word in this article that I did not understand that you also have to define for me thought crimes stuck together. Kim is right, not conforming with accepted or orthodox standards or beliefs. Well done. Heterodox views. So she starts the article by talking about this uh this woman called Ayella, who is like basically an OnlyFans superstar. Um, and can her, you, can we, we need to explain to Tina what OnlyFans is. OnlyFans is like Facebook. Well, Facebook, if you had to pay or it's like Patreon for sex. Or it for was. Sex, for it's sex. no longer. It started as now it's broader, right? Like music. People it's broader, and, but I think a big anchor of the of the money that's made is still sex work sex sex work or sexual nature specifically asked because we've mentioned it multiple times no i just uh just i feel like we've mentioned it many several times but um yeah OnlyFans is like patreon with a sec it's specifically either sex work or sexual in nature what's Um, patreon go to patreon.com forward slash halfway there the podcast and find out (laughs) what patreon is Exactly. Um, Okay, so she starts the article by talking about her and then she goes into some of the statistics about how many uh, young people are not having sex, not to the degree that they used to. And that effectively she her her thesis is that OnlyFans, the reason it's exploded in popularity is that it's essentially a consensual space inherently by agreeing to the terms by paying the money that there are explicit terms that you're agreeing to and no one is confused and there is no kind of misreading cues that it's transactional in nature and that all parties agree to that and that in fact we're living in this kind of um, regulated space by virtue of our screens for and that dating has become gamified and consent in the the like emergence of sex positivity actually and like such a, a focus on consent and how that definition keeps on changing it's actually made sex and sexual relationships uh, much more scary to people which I thought was an interesting thesis I'm not sure Mm -hmm. I entirely agree with it, but there are some things that I do agree with. Um, So I'm going to read a couple of passages I thought were really interesting from it. The idea of sex as something people do for fun seems faded from the public consciousness. Perhaps the natural consequences of too many millennial women having discovered that the utopian promise of feminist 
sex positivity was laden with hidden negatives that being able to have sex free of stigma or slut shaming still comes with costs nevertheless. And um, this is, I thought was a really great paragraph for years. Women had been thrust into the role of the bad cop assigned the unpleasant duty of forever resisting the advances of horny men who couldn't be expected to exercise restraint or good judgment on their own. But having been released from the social obligation to say no, lest you be labeled a slut, a new pressure emerged to say yes, lest you be tarred with the stigma of the sex negative prude. The result was a generation of women engaging in sex that was yes, consensual, but also also not much fun, especially when it was happening at the behest of a generation of men whose idea of sex was heavily influenced by internet porn. Women cast off the mantle of the sexual gatekeeper only to find themselves in a world where your boyfriend's idea of first date intimacy was to engage in a little light choking before ejaculating all over your face. Oh, but consensually, of course. Yeah, that, I love that. Was my I, favorite that part I, I think it's, I'm sorry. We've talked about this before. I think it's very overblown. I think painting, I don't know who this generation of women, uh, women is who um, were t- told that they suddenly should have sex and they're prudes if they don't. And that, you know, then found themselves fending out off like ejaculations on their face. Yes, you know, parts of that ring true. We know that porn has influenced the way that men uh, perceive sex and and their their ideals and 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 what their their sexual proclivities are formed uh, around a lot of things that they see in porn, which may not be something that most women are appeals to most women in real life, but to paint um, all sexual, uh, you know, the freedom to have sex as, I mean, in a way she's talking down to women just as much as women were talked down before when they were supposed to be the gatekeepers of sex. Uh, you know, I don't think she's talking are we, down. Are we, I are think we capable of making cogent um, we are as 40 something year old women. I'm our, not sure. I think it's a little I more didn't confusing have sex right now, but I had plenty of sex when I was in my twenties and it was consensual. And, and, you know, I don't, I just, I just, it just rings kind of false and condescending to me to paint all sex that women had as like this, um, weird like knee-jerk reaction where they weren't quite in control of what they wanted anyway because this is what was cool and popular i think she's saying i think she's arguing that the sexual revolution is far from an absolute net positive and i think that's true I think also, too, she's saying... What are we talking about, though? Are we talking about 1974? No, we're talking about how it's more... No, I think specifically, she's, I think specifically in the landscape we're in, and she talks in within the essay about the gamification of dating and how screens have... That basically we're living in these two extremes. And I largely, maybe because I'm seeing it among young women here, I I think there's some real truth to this though 
I think this is a, I think this is also, but like, she's also, she's also mentioning like millennials and even our generation and sort of painting that with a broad brush. Yes. But we've talked about specifically, we, I believe we had a conversation. I don't know if it was on the air about how the many times within a sexual encounter, you know, we know anecdotally girlfriends or ourselves where we're like, no, you cannot come on, on my face. That's true. That's, you know, that's, which, that's, that's a porn. That's a, that the pornification of sex is real. And I, I you know acknowledge that before, but I, I don't like this. T- I don't like this just general painting of all sexual activity as somehow what she's saying is even though it was consensual, it wasn't consensual. And I don't, I think that's bullshit. That's, I think that it, wasn't my takeaway. It sounds like she's saying. That's I didn't think that. I didn't, I what, didn't do you, think. what did you think, Camilo? I um, I mean, I thought there's a comment below that says add middle class to all the whatever. But I'm not quite sure that that's correct. But it, I do think that the idea of having the luxury of thinking about consent in such a sophisticated, maybe overly complicated way definitely rests with a certain intellectual elite. Um so I think this is representative of a coastal, um, big city kind of mindset where you really have the luxury to think about. That sexual experience was like somewhat uncomfortable. I didn't enjoy it. Um, therefore, you don't maybe think the people that be between the coasts are interested in consent during sex? That's not know? what I'm. No, no, I'm talking about the really liminal area that I think this is what the article's talking about, where it's saying that now we've sort of spilled into. I was uncomfortable with that sexual encounter, so maybe like I didn't give consent to that particular thing that happened. Like when he put his finger in my butt, like exploring, say. That was, and that there's very quick accusations of sexual assault or whatever, when something is really muddy of it. And I don't want to downplay rape. I don't want to downplay sexual assault. They're very real and terrible things. But I think what the author is saying is that, that these some, some kids who think about this are scared to be accused of rape or sexual assault when they were just exploring or maybe a little inebriated and like of went a little further than the, whether this is a real thing, as you say, Kim, I don't know, but they're, I think that they're afraid of it. A certain subsegment of the youth, I think is true. I do think that a not certain talking about segment. the youth. I, I, and I, I, I don't know what's going on with the youth. So all of that. Well, that's the basis well of the article. The, but the, well, her, no, but she's, re- but she's resting I know, but the, but the thesis is essentially that. That was let loose to have sex and didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And, really thought they were free, but they weren't. They just wound up getting cum all over their faces. Like, well, I think what what she's saying is that there was my twenties. I think what she's saying though, is that, that it wasn't either. I I got not that that's true of all, all women or that's true. I do think there was a certain rise of like raunch feminism. I absolutely felt that in the nineties with like stripper poles and 12 year olds, you know, in full makeup and like, very sexualized. And, and that's definitely more and, aughts, not 90s. Yeah. But I think when we were coming uh, aughts. Up, I mean, like, I remember feeling very odd and very like 
awkward and creepy that I wasn't having more sex, that there was something wrong with me. In fact, because the culture around me was screaming that to be fully a woman, you should be having sex all the time. You should be sexy and desired and sexual. Absolutely. I absolutely felt that. And I think I felt the acutely because I wasn't having, I was the opposite of you. I wasn't having a lot of sex. So I really noticed that the culture oh, seemed to, seemed to be on like like opposite <laughs> poles, one being virgin and one. Being no, no, no. But I'm just one. saying, no, like let's, I on, let's walk it back a little bit. No, no. I mean, I just didn't have a lot of. I didn't have a ton of sex in my twenties. Like it's something I regret. Ultimately, I wish I had been more confident, but I didn't. And I really, I really felt awkward about it because around me the culture seemed to be screaming that there was something wrong with women whose feminism or success wasn't also deeply sexual. I mean, I can't, there's I can't argue with your experience. I I accept that that's your experience, but you know, my experience, she tied having sex with really being kind of bamboozled by society. And maybe after the fact, not, not, really finding a lot of satisfaction. I had sex. I felt that the, the, that the interactions were consensual and I didn't, you know, I, I don't know what the larger society's uh, impact on, on the, my rate of having sex was, but I know that I felt that I had agency and that for the most part, they were positive experiences. So, I mean, what's she yeah. going to do with that? Yeah, I think that's the thing. Okay, that I had sex and it was positive. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Me too. I agree. You. It's interesting. It's telling though that you said most were. So we've all, of course, had bad sex. We've all had, of course, of and, course. And we're talking about like qual, like quality. Now, I'm not talking about like danger. Let's no, put aside exactly. dangerous. I'm just talking about bad quality where you're like, oh, jeez. I think she um, would wholly endorse you having sex. I, I think the entire point of the essay at the end is that we've gone into a space where we're basically pumping fear into like yeah. we've basically bureaucratized sexual relationships in a way that there's been overreach. And that part of the reason that OnlyFans has such success success is that people are more comfortable with something mediated through a screen because it's absent of messy human relationships. That's the essence to me of the article. You know, I, I, I agree with, I agree with um, I, that part of the article, that part of her thesis sounds more true to me, but she sort of, ba- I was, I took offense at the way she sort of opened it with early off sexuality, anybody who was having sex right uh, then who was like a, you know, messy uh, Madonna wannabe who didn't know what the hell they were doing and ultimately wasn't enjoying it. That's just not true. Yeah. So I I didn't agree with that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I am. No, absolutely. I also, it's also very heteronormative. I mean, it's, it's centered around women's experiences. So it was hard for me to, for me, I'm more like an observer and I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. I mean, it, it's like observing something and then like, what's your data set? You know, I don't know what your data set it's observational. So who knows how much, because the comments are overwhelmingly not good. And what I mean by not good is inco- from incoherent to just stupid. So don't the comments bother. on this article on this article below. I yeah. didn't read them. I wish okay. I had. Yeah. I always like, let me read the comments and, uh, and um, 
because you know I was in a long drive, so I was late to record. So I had the luxury yeah. of time to do that. And um, there is a person down below who's bewildered. They're like, what? Like all of the young people in my life that I know are like meeting each other at parties, dating that way. They're going out, they're going out in groups, then meeting people to yeah. date through their friends. They're like, I don't even understand. Like what? They're, they're world, having sex ultimately. Is that where like, that comment is going? No, it's more about like the dating and like all this trauma around dating or not dating or having sex or not having oh, sex. I see. I'm assuming this person doesn't know whether these young, hopefully this person doesn't know that these young people are having sex or not, but they're like, they seem to be doing almost the same things I was doing when I was younger. Oh, I see. In I terms see. of the dating and I'm thinking this, you know, it's probably not New York City, whatever. You know, I, I do. I do think, you know, some things rang true for me about, I, I don't know, as an older person kind of looking in on dating practices and and younger generations talking about sex and dating and, and celebrities and this use of, for, for instance, she she brought up the, the use of the term grooming that's now um trans transmuted from something you use primarily or exclusively to refer to a pedophile trying to get a, a kid or, or or grooming a kid yeah. to uh, eventually abuse into flirting what is essentially flirting or getting to know someone or expressing interest over time or young yeah. or or gay people connecting in any way it's shape, like or context form. it's Fuck like those right-wing politicians they're trying context. to trans creeping. people connected anyway yeah it's like creeping um context collapse you know it's like yeah yeah okay this is no, one I last that's paragraph disturbing. Yeah, I do, too. Is, I agree. I think is this, this is one last paragraph that I thought was interesting. All right. And okay. then and then we do have to wrap it up. We will wrap it up. OK, all of this is happening against the backdrop of a radical shift in how we conceive of sex, sexuality, self. In the age of social media, sexual orientation is something you identify into a public performance that requires no partner and no physical follow through. Consider also the odd proliferation of straight married women who identify as queer based on what seems mainly like a conviction that they're just too interesting to be plain old heterosexual. It's all identification, no action, a complete decoupling of sexual identity from the act itself. If this is a sexual revolution, it's the chastest one we've ever had. I hate the like old lady. I'm sorry. That last portion there shows that she really doesn't know what the hell she's talking about in terms of gender identity and sexuality. And, uh, you know, your uh, relationship may or may not reflect the the entirety of your your sexuality. Your gender may not match with that. She doesn't seem to know what the fuck she's talking about. I just have to put that out there because I think it's kind of a slap in the face to women who identify as queer and who are, are straight. No, who I think what she's talking about is women who identify as queer who but might but be queer heterosexual. Well, no, she's saying no, anyway. who, I think no. she's talking more broadly about people who identify as queer but don't haven't actually had a queer sexual act. Like no, no, that's not what gender. she said. She said women who are are married who right. identify 
she's queer. So no, she said heterosexual. Heterosexual. Oh. In a heterosexual she, said, she said married. She said married, which makes me think she's confused. Consider the odd proliferation of straight married women who identify yes, married. Based married. On there it is right there. Okay. Because, yeah. because she's confused. Because Is she? Married. Yes, because who you're married to. Is, is not necessary. You don't think that there's a certain performative streak in how people identify I, I, sexually I, I, now? I, I think I think it's really, I think it. she sounds like an old kind of confused right-wing maybe. Why? Kind of, because, because. What if I think that, what if I think that actually she's right and that there is a well, lot of performative. I, I, I think. You, she she's making fun of of women who are married to a man who who uh, might identify as queer just because you're married to a man doesn't mean in the the whole history of your sexuality you might you might have had all kinds of sexual experiences you met one person you decided for whatever reasons be legal uh, societal whatever that you're going to you're going to legally bind with this one person who is one aspect of your sexuality. She is confused and she is she. Yes. This, I mean, no, I mean, maybe she's not yes. confused. This is maybe that's your, her point of view. If you put your money, if you put your money where your mouth difference between gender, sexuality, uh, you know, and, and a, a whole, a, uh, the whole, you know, possibility of, um, or maybe she feels that there's a certain segment of of people who think that there's a cachet in calling themselves queer now, and I, they don't really have queer experiences, but they believe that shitty. there's a be, be, because I, I think that's shitty. I think it's really like uh, I know uh, gay men uh, in my people's experiences, and it's okay. Like, that I know, you know, I'll gotta, say this. Gotta, I, amigos, we got to wrap it up in the next couple minutes. Okay. Because. I'll say this. I do also know gay men who have been through the fire of like really fighting for their rights who don't love the pro- proliferation of like, yeah, random people taking on a sexual identity that they feel they fought very hard. You know what? I would would say look up. I would, I would say read up on gender expression, sexual orientation, and try not to conflate the two. And I think it's a matter of like learning education. And I think a lot of older, be they straight or gay people get confused around these subjects. That's where I would leave it. And I would say, if you put your money where your mouth is, then it's absolutely fine with me. I don't give a shit what you identify as. If you're not voting for politicians who are trying to take away gender rights, transgender rights, any any type of freedom in this arena, then I don't give a shit if you want to, if you are authentically queer or you're just fashionably wearing it like a badge. I couldn't care less. Just do what's right in at the ballot. I don't think that there might be people wearing it fashionably as a badge. I don't think that that's a a major uh, thing that happens. I agree. It's definitely not a major thing that happens. It may be not a lot of benefits in it. You know, no, no. And again, it's all in the rarefied world of the intelligentsia of wherever this person lives, that these things are occurring. It's certainly not happening in the Midwest where I live. I'm in a, I'm in a no comment from where I am. Cause I'm on okay. a college campus where okay. um, things are a little truer to what she's talking about. 
Yeah. It's, and it, I'm it on a same. very, very small college campus, which has a long history of yeah. radical identity shifts, which and are actually, fine, which I'm not yeah. just, I'm not saying are good or bad, but it's definitely a trend here. Yeah. It, it, this is interesting. We should shelve it. it. We should talk about it more because I also want to know like about homosexuality in Barbados. So that's like a topic to put a pin in. Um, and what the situation we is could, there. We've, we, if we could find, there is nobody gay here. So okay. um, <laughs> there's no I one mean, gay on the entire island. No gay people here. No declared gay people. <laughs> but, no, uh, that's not true. It's a, it's a very complicated issue here. We can talk about it more. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And uh, so it's definitely evolving here in Barbados, but yeah. it hasn't traditionally been a safe place to be gay. Yeah. Are you? Are, yeah. are you a gay person in Barbados that you can write to us at halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. You can remain anonymous. Absolutely. Let us know. We do know we have some Barbados listeners. I've seen the downloads. So um, if you know beyond anybody me. gay, we will not share their name or location. What's that? You mean beyond me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's downloads. Is there a pride parade Wait, in are you, Barbados? Are you like doing multiple downloads from, from Barbados? I think we've had more than more than one per episode. Oh, I mean, I was, well, yeah. I'm a fan. Um, they're, they're private events, not, not a full on parade. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Another, another spirited debate. (laughs) Yeah. I'm putting the heterodox in heterodox. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, I still don't know what the word thought crimes, which was in that article, mushed together thought crimes. Thought crimes. That's a, that's a, that's a reference to George Orwell, 1984. Oh God, I'm, I'm so uncultured. Okay. Yeah. I just revealed my lack of knowledge. I'm like that trucker lady who's like, it's like 1984. Did you hear about this? No. It's one of the DC truckers. She's like, it's like 1984. And the guy, the uh, reporter's like, oh, have you read it? She's like, no. He's like, oh, I've read it. It's actually, it's actually about, you know, and tells her what it's about. And she's like, well, the vaccines and the chips, the chips they're putting in. She just deflects. Okay, now I'm the one lengthening the podcast. Uh, apologies. So what else? Uh, we just can't quit you, listeners. <laughs> Please like, subscribe. I've, I've noticed that some people are downloading and they're not subscribed. And uh, if you subscribe, like it does you no causes you like no trouble in your life. It doesn't disrupt your life. It's mm-hmm. free, but it's we so can track helpful. You. <laughs> no, don't tell them don't that. Scare them. It's I'm like the kidding. vaccine chip. I'm kidding. Uh, we are not selling your subscription information to anyone. And uh, it helps us yeah. a lot. Also, if you, if you tell if you tell one friend to listen. And if you share, you will, uh, with seven people, you will have the best luck. And if you don't, you will meet with a terrible accident accident within, you know. Yeah, you will get COVID. Chain, it's like the chain letter podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, things are going to go great for you. And if not, watch out. So have, you'll have, have bad sex if you don't, um, <laughs> you don't subscribe. <laughs> we have Samara from The Ring on speed dial. So um, we'll send her into your, your Netflix you indeed can you imagine samara but crawling out of an ipad uh, okay so okay <laughs> gotta stop um anything else cut out the part where i threatened them i didn't mean to <laughs> <laughs> i liked it 
Some people, maybe they require a little light choking before we come our podcast all over their faces. Stop, stop. So, On that um, note, bye, Tina. Bye, <laughs> uh, Halfway there, the podcast and all the things. Keep it perky. And keep it coming. <laughs> this has been Halfway There, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it.